Welcome back. This is your internet uncle. So today we're going to continue our series looking back at my journey through education. Today we're going to talk about my time in what we call Canada Junior High, so grades 7 to 9. I think the Americans divide it up differently and they just have like elementary and then high school. But in any case, we're talking about Canada. So I ended up switching school districts as we moved. Uh, we moved away from the core into the West End. So you know, I had to go to a completely different uh, school, one where pretty much everyone I knew would not be going. And it was a strange experience because... You know, the first day of class in grade seven, like all my classes, like half the students seemed to have older siblings had gone through the same school because all the teachers recognized like, oh, you're so-and-so's brother or you're so-and-so's sister. And it was bizarre to me because, you know, I was completely out of my element. I didn't know anyone. And I felt even more isolated when these teachers, you know, had some familiarity with these other kids. And this school was in... Uh, what would be a middle-class, mainly Caucasian neighborhood. There were a few other uh, Viet kids there. You know, got to be friends for a bit. But otherwise, you know, kind of went our separate ways. I learned later uh, that half the kids apparently were on drugs. And this included the, the first time I had kind of, um, not a play date, but we, were, we had some shared homework. We were doing homework together. So this kid friend in class, and my parents agreed, you know, they'd come over, you know, and we'd work on homework together. And after their parents had come pick them up a couple hours later, my parents, the first time ever, they had never really talked about anyone I'd really associated with, uh, tell me in such strong terms that I was expressly forbidden to ever invite him ever again to their to our home. And he didn't do anything bad but I realized later he was coked out of his mind. And this is in grade seven. It's also weird. I don't know if this happens nowadays that, you know, some kids pick up the habit of smoking, like smoking cigarettes. I guess probably vaping now. And you weren't allowed to smoke on school property. So they would actually go walk kitty corner into the residential area and smoke, you know, off school property along with some of the teachers. I used to get to school pretty early. I used to get dropped off pretty early. Probably because it was on the way. Uh, my, usually the old man would drop me off before he went to work. So, so you know, I'd better wait till the school opened up like around 7 or hopefully it'll be a little bit later and I could go inside and not freeze, especially in the winter. And I'd actually just sit in the front office because I wasn't allowed to wander around. And i just read. i just read all sorts of, you know, novels. I read probably a little too fast. Probably a sign of my ADHD back then, because I got I got chewed up by librarians. Like, you, do you actually like and you know, absorb any of these books at all? I learned to slow down my reading after that, after getting chewed out. But I used to write, read a lot of those like junk novels uh, about uh, you know, ones about Able Team, Phoenix Force, Mac Bolin. They were uh, I can't remember what the overall series is like part of the Stony Man Group series. I think they're all merged now. They're still going. Written by different authors or ghostwriters or whatnot. And also read a series of uh, post-apocalyptic America books. It's after the nuclear war, surprise nuclear attack by the Soviets. And they called Wingman. And had some adult content. I was surprised. Um, 
have to keep those ones hidden from the parents. So, I th think think I've mentioned since the restart of this uh, this podcast, I've had a lot of luck with the ladies, and it started early. So we had a dance in grade seven. I, I think it was just a fall dance, and you know, you know, it doesn't mean anything. You know, girls being silly, they thought I was cute, right? And, and I didn't know how to handle it. And I still don't really know how to handle it even now. Yeah, it's been a while, and I still don't know how to handle it. It's kind of embarrassing. And I remember you know, going for air, and like they were just kind of waiting outside the door, and they all ran off screaming, right? And there are other girls who are, you know, bolder and trying to get my attention. And I didn't pick up because, again, I'm dumb. I was, like, waiting one time for, you know, a classroom to be unlocked. And I was just pretty much, like, my face pressed against the door. Because I don't know why we were all kind of pushed up, I guess, to, you know, not take up the hallway. But one of the girls, um, you know, gave me a very good impression of her development while we were waiting. And I didn't pick up on this. It's funny, I just... The girl, her dad uh, is a mechanic. Uh, I can't remember if he was licensed. Or, anyways, he was like, you know, one of those like at home, like home based mechanics. He was pretty good. My dad used to take his car there sometimes. I guess maybe when he wasn't mad at him. I don't know, he had people. So, heard later, either through my dad, you know, talking to him or whatnot, like she ended up being a doctor. I was like, hey, that's good news. You know, she's smarter than me. Also, you know, Probably a pretty hot doctor, even now. So, one of the random things, sometimes I had weird mental blocks. I, For the first times I ever had a mental block on a math quiz, and yes, I did. I do fulfill the stereotype of being good at math, or I used to be good at math, I don't know about now. Except one time in a quiz, I, I actually had a zero, because I could not process. I had a, I guess with a, maybe what's called a full gestalt meltdown. Nothing worked. I didn't write a single thing. I got a zero. I think I yelled out pretty good. I had a blank moment in a, in a chemistry test. Because this is one of those, like, fill-in-the-blank, you know, pure memorization tests. And it was the end of the class, and I just had one more answer. And it's not what I was doing going to do bad. It was just to get, I think, get a perfect score on the quiz. And my class friend was, like, you know, was trying to help me out, right? you know, while the teacher was still gathering up the other tests. And he's grabbing my backpack and saying, like, hey, John, what's this? It's your, like, my backpack, my stuff. It's like, no. And, and, like, you couldn't tell me the answer because you didn't want to get in trouble. And my stupid brain couldn't come up with the actual answer. Property. We're talking about chemical properties. In <laughs> our times, we actually built this super tall Jenga tower. I think it was, ended up being, like, I'm going to say at least a meter and a half, maybe two meters tall. And we built it over lunchtime before we had to knock it down. I took French in junior high for reasons I don't know, but maybe uh, subconsciously I realized. I mean, because this is after you know learning Mandarin and you know not being able to continue on, so I, I need to pick an option. I think it was between that arts and something else. I did play. Uh, I wasn't did take music in junior high, and I learned to play the trombone. But it, I guess that's my other elective. Decided to take French, and. This irritated my old man to no end because he hates the French for obvious reasons. And if you don't know, you have to look it up. I'm not going to tell you why. And this is where my short 
miming career began. Because we were learning about uh, self-applied verbs. And I actually would, you know, mime them so it'd help kind of memorize, help make myself memorize them a little easier. And sarase came up, you know, which means to shave. So I'd you know, pretend to shave. And I really didn't need to shave, you know, Asian, also kid, baby face, whatnot. But my classmates really enjoyed the spectacle of me miming the words. And anytime we learned a new verb, I had to act it out. Right. And, you know, I continued. Um, and thankfully, I actually, I'm was, I was lucky. I've never been, I never got bullied in junior high or high school, but probably because I put on a good enough show, I got left alone. I ended up actually learning uh, to shave because my old man wouldn't teach me. Um, and he would never ex tell me why at first. This is a problem I've had throughout my life with him. He would never explain things. He's just like, just don't do it. Right? Not give her a reason why. So there's the episode of The Simpsons. I think the one where Homer thought he was dying after eating fugu. And he teaches Bart how to shave. So I copied that, right? You know, Nixon and everything at all. And the old man, you know, he caught me shaving. He's just like, well, you can't stop now. It's like, what? It's like, the reason I said I didn't want you to shave is because once you start shaving, it comes in thicker and looks ugly. And when, so that's why, you know, once you start shaving, you can't, you know, you can't stop unless you want to look, you know, ugly like a hobo, like, like the bro when he grows out his rat tail beard. Again, you know, simple explanation at the beginning would have solved a whole lot of problems, but any case, it's my fault for starting starting to shave. And at some point, I just stopped shaving, and I grew out this kind of this pathetic-looking little pencil mustache. I kept into high school, and I look back at pictures now, and I'm utterly humiliated. Even now, it is, it's absolutely horrible looking. Anyways, on to <laughs> something completely different. We used to have a kind of like um like a knowledge quiz show competition inside the school. I can't remember. I only remember doing it for two years. So in grade eight, it's in grade nine. In grade eight, um, team was on, you know, we came to the finals and we lost to the nerdier team. And it wasn't like I wasn't a nerd, but these were kind of like, you know, much nerdier people, you know, and it wasn't like I felt excluded or anything. It was just like, you know, these other guys are my friends, right? We'll make a team and, you know, we got pretty far. So the year after, you know, we get a group of buddies, you know, and these these guys, right, good guys, not on the intellectual track to success, right? Not a bad thing. It's just they just weren't built that way, including one guy. Um, I'm going to call him Tenacious D. Uh, so just going to pause here and just slide in something. So you're, this guy, he was built like he was high school size, like high school linebacker size in grade seven and he had played ball and we were playing softball uh, for gym and he was used to throwing the ball around and he was on second base and I was on first right and you know he got a ball back from the outfield and he just instinctively just threw it the first of course I've never played any kind of organized softball or baseball before so I was not expecting this I heard it was John I turned I saw something white and then the ground. 
So I got concussed by a softball to the face. It uh, somehow didn't knock out my teeth. It jostled them and knocked them um, out of alignment. And actually, they probably started the misalignment that I'm suffering through right now. But in any case, he is on our quiz show team. One of the guys. And he, he did pretty good. He clutched out some answers. There's some stuff like uh So I think um, based on what had happened last year, the, the teachers came up with um, a few more trickier questions. And uh, again, we got to, we actually got to the finals again. So again, against uh, kind of the smarter team. I can't remember if it was the exact same people or not, right, on either team. But in any case, so it's like the super smart nerdy team versus the, you know, underdog, maybe not so smart team, right? They had me. They couldn't be that smart. Any case, one of the tricky questions was, what state is Washington, D.C. in? And the smart team got to go first. And they timed out, right? And like the girl, and actually, is the you know the chick with the with the well developed rack, who because uh, she saw me staring at her, not at her rack, but she got upset. And it's like because you know, she thought I was mocking her. I was just like I was just looking over, right? That uh, you know, so they lost out on the chance. So this is for you know all, all the beans, and I got to what you could arguably say is the weakest link in our team to answer. And you know, he, he wasn't certain, but he kind of croaked out, it's in its own state. And he was technically correct. We had won. Because Washington, D.C. is a federal district, which means it's not part of any state. There's whole lots of other things about it. Oh, go watch the CGP Gray. So there's your uh, recommended, uh, f recommended viewing pleasure right there. I won't put it at the end. But yeah, so like every great sports movie sequel... You know, the underdogs had won. So, I can't remember. Uh, so, related to that, we actually had a inter school. So, what we've done was an intra school, so internal to our school. But we had an inter school between the, the various junior highs. Um, there was a quiz show on TV in which we were part of a team. And I don't think we made it that far, we did all right. I think the one question I remember uh, that kind of between both routines is the difference between meteor, meteorite, meteoroid, and asteroid. I still have to look it up now, but yeah, we rapid fired like back and forth between our two teams, and we both fouled. <laughs> we both messed up the answers on that. But yeah, I actually recorded down at the television uh, studio, so that was an interesting experience. So continuing on with my bad health, I got chicken pox in grade eight. And uh, luckily, I haven't gotten shingles. I thought uh, I, was, I was under the impression at some point that once you had gotten it as a kid, you couldn't get it as an adult. That's actually not true. You can still get it. It may not be as bad because you know, your body uh, have built up some defenses against it. But apparently, you can still get it. And my old man has gotten shingles. And he said it was one of the worst things he's ever had in his life. Uh, but anyways, when I had chicken pox, you know, I had to obviously I had to take time off school so I don't spread it to the other students, but I still had to do homework, which included a paper about the composer, Antonin Dvorak. And uh, for me, anyways, he's best known for his New World Symphony, Symphony No. 9. Uh, he has a number of other great works. I definitely, if you've not heard his work, definitely recommend checking him out. There you go. Two recommendations. 
see. So every school has a person who likes to push the boundary, uh, like push the school rule boundary. My junior high had this girl. She had uh, an interesting wardrobe. And one time she showed up in kind of, um, what the hell do you call this? It's not lacy. It was a see-through, but it wasn't like clear. It was kind of like, like kind of like a sheer material. And she got mad at some point as she was like walking up down the halls, going to class and stuff. That you know, you know, all the guys are staring at her, right? And then she started, you know, yelling at us. Then the, you know, some random dude screamed, "Well, you shouldn't be wearing something that shows off your tits." So. The reason this guy kind of screamed, like, you know, in the middle of a crowd, because this girl had a huge native boyfriend. So, remember Tenacious D? This guy was bigger than Tenacious D. Like, I I have in my notes that he was at least six feet tall with 150 pounds. But again, at that point, I was like four feet tall. So, everyone looked huge to me. So, it doesn't matter. He was massive. You weren't. You didn't want to mess with him, right? Or his woman. So, same girl. She used to wear a cape sometimes. And you know the cape billowed as she walked. And one day, you know, she was wearing a hyper color shirt. So, if you're not familiar with that, it's a shirt that had uh, the dye would change color based on you know your body temperature and whatnot, or temperature applied to the material. Um. Just imagining really gross-looking sweat stains from your armpits. Any case, so one time she came into class and you know her cloak billowed as she walked in, and there were two big handprints on her chest. Just jumping around. Uh, we didn't have a lot. We didn't learn programming. We just learned keyboarding. Like, like actually, just learn how to type on a corded keyboard at uh, during this time in school. And these are on Apple IIEs, right? So there's like, uh, you want a typing teaching program. I didn't do too well at first, right? As I think like, you know, 10, 20, because I was like looking at the, the keys, right? As one does when they're learning. And eventually I got better and I got so bad, so good that, you know, I would whip off all the assignment work so I could play Taipan at Oregon Trail. And guess what? In Taipan, I became an ocean-faring drug lord. Hell Yeah. Can't get away from it sometimes. And by it, I mean being fulfilling an Asian stereotype or a Viet stereotype. So, um, kind of one final thing. So, graduating in grade nine, we had a little grad and grad dance. And I actually worked up the courage and I asked out uh, the partially deaf, challenged Korean girl. And she said yes at first, but then she came back to me later and said, oh, she had a family thing and would have to cancel. I saw her later at the dance anyway, so guess what? I, I got dumped. Uh, I actually ended up dancing with one of her friends, a Viet girl, but she was pretty ugly. And that, so we were kind of like, you know, it was like a slow dance and it was just like, I don't know how much farther I can extend my arms, but if I could extend them, I'd be pushing away a little bit farther. So I wasn't completely clueless, I guess, by, by the end of uh, grade nine, just mostly. Anyways, thanks for listening. And thanks to Dennis for 
taking care of this train wreck of a podcast. And we'll catch you later.